Hi fam, welcome to Unlaced Project. I'm your host Steph with co-host BT, where we unlace creatives, entrepreneurs, athletes, and the stories that make them who they are. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and follow and like us on Spotify, or wherever you may listen to your favorite pods. So we're here today, Unlaced Project, with Jared McCain and Trent Turner. Jared McCain is a sophomore at Corona Centennial and just won a open division CIF championship with Corona Centennial for basketball. Trent Turner is a sophomore at Loyola High School in Los Angeles and just won a division one CIF championship for lacrosse. And I believe it was, was it something about the first lacrosse championship? Yes. Uh, yes. It was the first uh, CIF division one like championship there was. Wow. I didn't know that. Huge. Major history breaker. Okay. Okay. And Jared up here um, was monumental in that they beat Sierra Canyon and Bronny and Drake and LeBron. <laughs> All of that comes <laughs> the into play. Entire Laker squad. <laughs> How was that? That was that was crazy. Drake, Drake, you guys obviously know Drake's my favorite ever. Yeah. 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 So just to get close to him, I low-key smelled him when I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay. So Trent, let's let's hit back to you real quick. You had a major decision this year with probably the only time this will ever happen, hopefully, with the pandemic where you had to choose between basketball or lacrosse um, with them overlapping this year. Take us through that decision. And obviously it worked out well for you, but take us through that decision. Yeah, well, so at first I I didn't think there was going to be a season for any sport, to be honest. I thought I thought sophomore year was kind of going to be just like a year for me to try to get my like keep my grades up um like have as much so has have as much as a social life as I can Mm -hmm. um and so I thought it was gonna be no year of sports Mm -hmm. um and then it and then I started hearing some like rumors like some some like the news outlets saying oh like maybe this maybe that um and then I was I was kind of getting a little bit more hope um and then I was able to start to talk to my coaches about a season actually happening um, and, and then I realized when CIF came out with like the updated, like the updated schedule for the seasons and stuff, they were right on top of each other. So that was, that was an extreme heartbreaker. At the end of the day, I kind of, I kind of just chose what my, like my heart kind of just mm-hmm. chose what it wanted to do. And my heart told me to, um, stick with the lacrosse route. There's some feeling that told me that this was going to be a winning year for us. And okay. Like I, I still like I really wanted to play basketball, but I don't know, like just the the environment around the lacrosse team was was really there. And and that's, I think, what made me decide to uh, play lacrosse. That was a good decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jared, let's bounce back to you. So you last year as a freshman um, chose Corona Centennial, a path that not many people had chosen yet. Um, you know, the, the modern days, the Sierra Canyons, the, all those schools are big on the map. And you said, nah, I'm going out to Corona. (laughs) Why? Mm -hmm. What happened? Um, well, back to eighth grade, I was going to go to modern day. Like that was the plan all along. We were just trying to find a place, but knowing that Devin was going to be there and we didn't know he was going to reclass, I would basically kind of have to wait a while. And, you know, with the coaching, I just didn't really know my place there. Mm -hmm. So playing when I was playing with Content Magic, Topi was a big part of me going to Corona Centennial. He put me on Centennial a while ago, and then 
I met the coach. I met Coach Giles, and he seemed cool. So I just went for it. Okay. And great decision. Um, Giles seems incredible. He has some of the clutchest timeouts in that what? championship game. Ever. That was crazy. <laughs> we had two he turnovers. Was, man, I was writing down yes. like, okay, call a timeout when there's a turnover. Okay, I got it. Got it. <laughs> Let me take this in. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, he was clutch. Oh, yeah, Giles is my guy. That's, he's like big influence on my game. He's helped me in so many ways. That's that's my guy. Mm, I like that, Giles. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. And since then, it's been kind of a rush to get to Centennial is you, you kind of created this face at Centennial. I mean, you came through in your first game in Vegas, knocking down 11 threes. And then it's like, ever since then, people are like, I want to come to Corona too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that been? Uh, that was crazy. I mean, to, to know that I have some influence on people coming to the school is just mm-hmm. great to know. And, uh, just to have better players come through. You know, I want the young young guys. I want to, I want to be good for a long time at Corona Centennial, and I feel yeah. like being a part of that is just an amazing feeling. Yup, yep, yep, yep. Trent, that. you down here, you chose Loyola I right did. out there in, in L.A. Um, I know why you chose Loyola, but tell everyone what, what spearheaded your decision. There's three schools I was going to go to. I was going to go to either Winward, Bishop Montgomery, or Loyola. Mm-hmm. Winward, it's a great school. I love the campus and stuff like that, but there is no lacrosse team. So that was kind of a minus for that school. So, and then Loyola, my parents really wanted me to go to Loyola because it's, it's, a, it's a great environment. Um, they have great education there, um, a good basketball program, a good lacrosse program. I was like locked in to go to Bishop Montgomery. I went to like, like the, like the summer events and all that, like right before, um, right before my first year of high school. And at the last second, um, I, my mom called me and was like, you're now a Loyola Cub. And I'm like, what? I thought <laughs> yes, I was, mom I come through. <laughs> I thought I was about to go to Bishop Montgomery. And she was like, no, like you're going to be a Loyola Cub. I'm so excited for you. Blah, blah, blah. And I guess something something uh, switched up, and she was able to get me in, and it was it's, it was one of the best decisions that ever happened. God made that decision that that was the right right path for me, and and it all worked out in the end. I love that the come together moment, the family. So let's talk about the family support since you tapped into that. You guys have gained a lot of success in a short amount of time. I can say the average high school path is probably not what you guys have experienced. Um, so you guys are a little you're above average. So what has that family support been like for how crucial has it been to your success? Well, my my mom is like one of the most like supportive people in my life. Um, she's definitely my number one supporter. Not to not to bash my dad. He he, he's we a, know Pops is in there. He's in there. He's in there. But um, my mom uh, does so much for me, and I, I just can't thank her enough. Um, we've we've gone through a lot of like tough things um, when it comes to the pandemic, and mm. and um, being a two sport varsity athlete, um, and having a really tough education life too, because Loyola is pretty top tier when it comes to education and pretty vigorous. So she's helped me through all of that. I don't think I'd be able to do it without my mom or my dad. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. What about you, Jared? 
for me, I mean, my mom, obviously, she drives me everywhere. I mean, we go to hour and 30 just for a workout. So I can't thank her enough. And I can't think I can't wait to repay my, both my parents because my dad's always flying. He's got to do his job. So, yeah. And I also got to thank my brother. You know, he's a big part of my success and my journey because he's always rebounding for me. Anytime I want to go to the gym early, he's up mm -hmm. with me, never says no. So my brother's actually a really big part of my journey, too. Jace is all the way in for you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And your mom's like the the most famous TikTok side mom. <laughs> she is. I love her. Her moves on point. <laughs> she always on me. Yeah. Can we redo that one? She's always. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, hold on, Jared. Did you know she had that in her? Or were you just like one day like, mom, let's hop on TikTok? I mean, I, no, I didn't know she had that. <laughs> <laughs> she was holding back. Yeah, she. I kind of asked her. I was like, "You want to do this?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, I'll learn it." But then wow. she hates me. She hates me on camera, so she had to make sure she looked good. She's like fixing her hair in the all camp. the time. Uh -huh. Yes, especially <laughs> mm -hmm. that long camera angle. You know, <laughs> it all gotta look good. Exactly. Yeah, but I was very surprised when she was out there dancing. I don't know what was going on. Really. <laughs> yeah, Shay told us like y'all gotta check out Jared's TikTok. Like <laughs> him and his mom be on there, and we're like, okay. I watched one video and I think an hour and a half later, I'd watched all of them. Like what in the world? Yeah, <laughs> Gina getting it. Are you okay being the co-star on your TikTok page? It's, it's tough knowing that it's my account <laughs> and I'm the co-star, but you got to fight through it. It's your mom. So you got to let it happen sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she doing it. And I bet your mama get on. Uh, I mean, your pops, I, don't know. I, I could call her and say you're interested. <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure she'd have no problem hopping on and uh, breaking out some moves, but I've never I've never entertained that uh, to her. <laughs> well, there's always time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's let's tap into the season. Let's go into the season real yeah, quick. Yeah. So we're gonna go start to finish, both of you guys. All right. Obviously, pandemic season. All right. So I know there's there's struggles and challenges and obstacles and Trent, you touched on it a little bit already. Um, but for both of you guys, what what was that season like? We never experienced a pandemic season. No. You know, we there's no way to prepare somebody for that. Yeah, right. I can start. Um, well, so it was really interesting because at first we started with like Zoom workouts. So like everyone, because no one is allowed to come to campus. So mm -hmm. we would just hop on Zooms, do like lifts at like 6 a.m. before our 830 online school. And then um, he'd send us like a like a wall ball workout. A wall ball is basically like you have your stick and you throw the ball against the wall and it like helps you like improve your stick skills. Um, and so he'd send us workouts like for every week and we'd have to report times back to him. So that's just kind of how we did it when there was full on restrictions and we couldn't even go to campus. And then things started to loosen up a little bit more and we had to break our teams up into different pods. So basically one pod would go to campus on this day. This pod would go to campus another day. So basically we just go to campus like one or two days a week uh, with your pod. And in your pod, when you're on campus practicing, you'd have to stay six feet apart. And like at the beginning, we had to wear like neck gaiters. So like under our helmets, we had to wear like a thing over our um, nose and mouth under our helmets, which is really like annoying. And so we basically had to do workouts on campus with those protocols. Um, some more mandates were lifted and we were able to finally 
full on practice at school. I think it was like two, two days a week. And we drive to school because we'd have 6 a.m. practice. So on 6 a.m. practice days, I have to wake up at like 445 and then leave at like 515 to get there, like to get there like 10 minutes before practice. And after practice, we'd have I'd have to drive back home to do online school. So that like it's something really like unheard of in um, like in our world. Like I've never I never thought I'd come to the day where I would have to go to school to work out and then drive home, home. to do school. Right. Right. Yeah. So that, that was very new. And then let's continue on with the season a little bit more. And then we had our um, scrimmage. So we basically we split our team up into two halves and we scrimmage each other. It's like a tradition every year at Loyola. And like. Normally it's like a big event. Like there's like food trucks and stuff. Like parents come to watch um, fans come to like Loyola alumni come to watch. But this year there was no fans. We played in front of zero people. We played like a silent game of lacrosse. And I think that's like the first game, like athletic event that I've ever played in with no, like no one watching in person. So that was, that was a really that was a really like life-changing experience for me. And um, we, then we had our first game of the season and they, they finally allowed two, two people per player. So a mom, like basically your mom and your dad. Um, and so basically if you had siblings, they weren't even allowed to come to the game. So oh, there's yeah. two people per fit per like player. Um, and we won our first game and um Every, that, that was really exciting because it was like the first athletic event that's happened in like months um so it was like a proud moment for everybody and then we played our second game which was our only loss of the season against St. Margaret's and then from there on out we never lost the game and okay. we just stuck together the whole way um pushed each other to 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 be great and the results ended up showing oh, how I wanted them to show. Absolutely. Love that. Love yeah. that. Love that. All right, Jared, what you have? Um, dating back to all the way since we lost to Harvard Westlake on March 4th. It was, it was in early March and right before the pandemic hit. And then right after that, I knew I wrote, I have a paper on my wall. I got my goals right here that I wanted a CIF championship. And, uh, mm -hmm. We started after the pandemic hit, we had started sending workouts. Like I was the one that was just sending like supersets and just sending workouts for the people to do strength and conditioning. And uh, there was literally nothing open. So me and Jace would just go to the park and shoot outside with the wind, which was probably the worst. Yep. <laughs> probably the most frustrating thing I've ever been through. <laughs> yeah. We're shooting straight on and the ball is going over the here. The best defense. <laughs> just not, not the best, but we got through that and luckily, one of our assistants owns the draft. So I was able to get in with my brother. It was literally just me and him in there. And we were able to get up shots. That went on for like a few months. And then stuff kind of started to open like a little bit. We had like a little summer league and we played in that for a bit. But fast forward a bit, we started the Hoop Nation thing, which is like, it was like an AAU team for Centennial. So it could be separate so we could play. And that's when we started to travel and like went in the winter time. We played like Hillcrest Prep. We went to Milwaukee. And that was that started off our season really well because we were able to build chemistry with the same team with Kylan coming in. We were able to build chemistry already with that team. And then fast forward a bit, 
we finally got kind of the same thing. We had the pods and the cohorts. So we were able to go on campus for a bit. Um, only like, only like half our team was able to go. It was like, it was weird. Practice was weird. We only had half our team there. And then finally we were able to go up onto the campus. They started school there. I didn't go to school. I was virtual though, but most of, most of the team was on campus. And then we'd have practice every day for two hours. Didn't, didn't miss that one. That was, well, you know, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> the two hour practices were rough, but finally we had our first game again, same thing, two people per uh, player. No, it was weird. No people under 18 could go. Saying, um, oh, that was interesting. It was like Not no that. people under 18, but the parents could. So I guess COVID only knew that you were under 18. Right. <laughs> of course. Why did you check that at the door? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they knew it at the door. So, um, <laughs> but finally we got, we played Torrey Pines and that was our loss early in the season, oh, which right. yeah. that was very devastating. I just came out, I dislocated my pinky. So that was like my first game back. But I think we shot like... <laughs> I think we went like three for three for 20 from three at from me and Kylan. It was it was okay. really bad. It was well, really at least you bad. shot it. Yeah, <laughs> at least we got shot. <laughs> but we only lost by three. That's the thing. Like we lost by three okay. and got okay. so bad. And so yeah, that was so devastating because that was like the first big game we had and we lost. So it was like from then from that point on, we knew we had to we had to get get right. So we just kept winning, winning, and then that was just league. We kept playing. And then we played at the Extravaganza mm-hmm. against Capo Valley, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they were actually, they were pretty good, but we were better. And then um, finally playoffs hit and Kylan, he had to go to USA for for his the camp, the mini camp. Oh. So we missed him for our first game against Harvard Westlake. So he, he thought, I mean, obviously we all thought we were going to win, but you know, it was, that game was personal for most of us. And mm-hmm. that was very personal for me because I had it written down. I had it checked off on my calendar for a while, but we lost that game. And that was, that was one of the most devastating losses I've ever had, I think, in my life because I had, I had worked so hard up to that point. And then just to lose the first game, it was like, I had no, I like, I, I called, I called Coach Giles at Sunday night before we played Damien on Monday. And I called him and I was like, I have no motivation to play right. Like, I don't, I can't find motivation right now because like, it seemed like Harbor West, Harbor West, like all they had to do was win one more game and they made it. Oh, and wow. so, I, so like, it was up to them to win. We couldn't make it unless they lost. So once we played Damien, he, he talked to me and he told me like, we still have a chance. So we we gotta, we gotta do our part just so if it happens that we can go. So we played Damien, Kylan was back. We beat them. Then the next night, I believe Harbor West Lake played modern day and we they had to lose that game, and luckily Modern Day pulled that out. I don't know how. <laughs> I really okay. don't know. And then, and then after that, we played. I think Friday we played Modern Day. Throughout that game, it was close a little bit, but we pulled out. And we were, we were up, and I remember coming out the game. Me, Kylan, and Donnie came out the game, and I had asked Jaw's wife, "What's the score of the Damian and Harvard Wesley game?" Oh wow. Harvard Westlake had to lose that for us to go to the championship. And I remember Harvard Westlake was up by seven with like four minutes. And I was, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared. Like we had a whole game going on, but like I was, I was more terrified. Yeah. That was, I was terrified. So our game ends. We go in the locker room. 
and we were watching the game on the phone and the our parents are in the gym watching the game on their phone oh wow everyone's gathered, everyone's gathered around like and all of a sudden we see uh Damien they were still up by seven Harbosa up by seven then Damien hit three and then they mm-hmm. got to turn Harbosa turned it over mm-hmm. and then everything happened to go in our favor and Harbosa ended up losing and that put us in the championship so oh, wow. that uh that. we had a uh, baller visions was in the in our locker room when we found out we won and it was we Crazy. ran out of the gym I had no shoes on I was sliding <laughs> everywhere <laughs> I mean, that wasn't finished but it was an amazing feeling just to know we got to the championship and know you were going wow so once we got once we knew we were in that we knew we had to refocus we had a game mm-hmm. our championship was I think the next Friday so we had a week to prepare we came we had two days off and then we came back Monday morning with the two-hour practices but <laughs> it was more uh, more motivation to get ready to for those <laughs> yeah more motivation to win because you know we were in the championship so we had I had watched four games of their film I was I was for sure ready we, we already knew our matchups so my matchup was the shooter so I knew we, I had to he's the he's a very he's a difference maker if he gets hot so mm-hmm. I knew I had to keep I had to contain him preparing that game that was it was so fun to prepare for that game. Like, even though the game hadn't started the game, like it was so fun just to know, like all the alum came back and we were playing, like they would match up. Like someone was Amari, like Paris was like Ramel. It was like, we had to match oh, wow. up with people. So yeah, it was super fun to prepare for that. And then game time came around and um, I remember walking in the gym. So we wa- we got to the gym early and Sierra Kane, their athletic director said, you guys can't go on the court. They told us we can't go on the court to shoot. While we walk in, we're ready to go shoot. And the athletic director goes, oh, no, no, no. There's a reason why it's home court advantage. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Giles, <That's> fine. <laughs> Giles was so Get mad. Get out of here. That's Giles fine. was so mad. Like, that was, I've never seen him more mad at something uh, another person said other than I was. <laughs> yeah. He was so mad. And so we had to wait in our locker room for like 20 minutes just to go on the court. And then finally, they let us on the court. We got prepared. People started to come in. Then we went back. Game starts. We're warming up. We go sit down, and I see Drake. I see Drake and LeBron walk in. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> It got real, real fast. I started scratching my head. <laughs> Doing some random stuff. And then they announced, they announced the starters, and I come out, and I'm just smiling. I'm just, I'm just looking at Drake and smiling. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a video I'm just like they announced my name like starting guard 24 Jeremy Kane I'm coming out I'm just just looking at him smiling <laughs> I'm right before this game in my life I'm over here grinning but um stop being a fan Jared <laughs> I couldn't right? I couldn't and then well, it's, it's on, like he out. say when your idols become your rivals, rivals hello exactly what he said exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly but that I did not want that to happen I was Drake's supposed to be on my side, but ah, he just doesn't know it yet. He didn't clap one time. Who knows? He doesn't know. So the game starts, and I just lost. I just went to work. You know what I'm saying? That's so it. Stay within the game, and just we finally we pulled that out. And that was one of the probably the best best experiences in my life. <laughs> Celebrating and knowing all that hard work finally paid off. Yeah, take us through that moment, both of y'all, when you knew like. I'm a champ. Like this just happened. Take me through that moment. Y'all go first. It really, it really didn't hit me right away. It was like, 
like the like the last buzzer went off um i kind of just like threw my arms up like this i, I someone, someone took a picture of it yeah um everyone was like throwing their helmets like our student section so basically we were playing an away game their like their, their stands were like completely packed out like their student section was like i heard my name like a hundred times like i don't know they were like saying some like whack stuff about me oh, already, yeah but, i'm um, sure uh-huh. but yeah back to the question when when the when the final buzzer went off i I, I was celebrating like our students ran on the field, but it just didn't quite hit me until like days after. Like <laughs> it was like, I don't know, like it was such like a big, like a big accomplishment. And like it it, it just it took a while to take in. And um and it was definitely it was definitely worth worth all that hard work uh we put in leading up to that moment. And um and my parents were proud my parents were definitely proud because we ran out. We always do something called the triple L after we um, have any game. Like if we win or lose, we go over to the sideline and like, we like do this chant in front of our parents. And we did that chant after the championship game, after the win. And um, I went up to my parents and like said, what's up and like people supporting me. So that, that was really cool. Um, so yeah, that moment, that, that was an amazing moment. And I wasn't able to take it in within that. 30 minutes after the game it, it took it took it took a while had to sink in a little yeah. bit yeah uh for me when there was like i think they had came down and shot a stupid three mm-hmm. and we got the rebound and there was like 20 seconds left and i think well after all those timeouts after all those on the court here <laughs> yeah we're, we're going back and forth some time out to on the court after all that they came down and shot a three we got the rebound and that's it hit me right then i knew we were gonna win that game mm. they stopped fouling and i remember i was like i don't know what to do <laughs> I, was so, I was like the most happy i've ever been in my life Aww. i was the buzzer hit and first my first instinct was like okay do I go get a picture with Drake right now? (laughs) (laughs) Is bro going to be too mad? I I had to make a decision to celebrate or go get a picture. And he had left so quickly. So I I ended up, I ended up just celebrating, which is fine, which is fine, but kind of sad I didn't get the picture, but we celebrated. tag him in the show and let him know that you still like that photo. (laughs) Exactly. I'll tag him in the show for sure. (laughs) Nobody sees that. Um, But yeah, we won and, um, I had I looked at I looked at Kylan and I looked at Donnie and we both know we all know we won. I went my first thing I had I had had visions of this you know I I made I meditate so I like to manifest stuff so I had visions of hugging Coach Giles right after the win. Yeah. And there's a picture yeah. right right after of me hugging Giles and that's like one of my favorite pictures because I had like I saw that picture I had dreamed of that one so that was an amazing feeling to have and. We had to do all those interviews and stuff, but, but uh, yeah, that was crazy. All the alum were in the locker room, so it was like we were all just celebrating. Um, so yeah, that was an amazing feeling. So. Wow, you said something there, manifesting mm-hmm. yes. that a lot of kids don't do, mm-hmm. um, or they feel it's uncomfortable. It's yeah. Uncomfortable. They don't know how to tap into that, and for both of you guys to have the success that you've had, you've had to see it first, mm-hmm. right. To make it so intangible. Talk about that. 
talk about that the manifesting the vision uh i had i had started meditating like i had like off and on eighth grade like when i was at aba but it was mm -hmm. very like you know i couldn't really i couldn't really get into it like that mm -hmm. but starting my freshman year I wasn't playing like well at all. Like it just wasn't me. Like I wasn't playing confident, wasn't playing to my abilities. And Giles came in and he actually put me onto this book right here, The Inner Game of Tennis. Yeah. And I started reading that and that book, I mean, you could say it saved my life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I live by that book. I read it before every game. Uh, it's like, I bring it everywhere. But then later on, I had got put onto this app called BrainTap, and it's like a, it's a meditation app, and it talks about just you know seeing, seeing what you want to happen, and it will happen. I have I have all my goals everywhere. Camera right. Yep. Let's see it. Yeah. Yep. Your vision <laughs> but, uh, boards. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I I wrote that in quarantine. So I had I just knew I had to manifest this, and just to know that it all comes together and to get this right here this is the one patch we look at that so yeah um manifesting yeah it's a big part of my success and you know i pray i meditate that's just it works so no it's definitely an uncomfortable thing to have you, you, you got to get used to it for sure and it's something you know you don't really talk about it a lot with your friends it's not really a topic it's kind of weird to talk about but mm. once you get used to it it's a it's amazing and it really can change how you live mm-hmm Absolutely. Jared, let me see that patch again. I think I got the same one, but lacrosse symbol in the middle. Uh-huh. That's the championship patch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, manifestation. Um for me, it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Um, I, I kind of just like I actually like go and do certain things, like and do like live out certain experiences mm. that I want to like like own like that I like I want to own those experiences for myself I kind of just actually like in reality like do those things and those things really do like come into fruition mm -hmm. um when you when you connect those experiences with something you really want and um yeah that, that that's basically that's basically my my take on manifestation nice that's cool. yeah. it was cool Jared because you said something you said that the reason you wanted to win that championship was to hug your coach. Yeah. And Britt was CAF state champion, like nine times. It's like, that's even possible <laughs> in four years. Like she did that. <laughs> um, and for myself, when I was just a third grader, um, a local high school where I was at started bringing me on board. <laughs> and I saw that high school team win their first championship. And I saw one of those players run over and hug her dad. And starting in third grade, I was like, that is the moment I want. Mm -hmm. I want a championship, not to win, but to hug my dad, who had, who was my person in my journey. Yeah. So all through my journey, I'm thinking, I want a championship to hug my dad. And people would be like, that's the weirdest reason to want a championship. Like, why do you always say that? Mm -hmm. And my junior and senior year, he became my coach, my high school coach. So that became my motivation, like the man standing right here. We just have to get there. And my story, we went to the finals twice and lost two times. So I don't have that. Um, <laughs> we had the hug, but it's a different kind of hug. Like, yeah. you okay? Kind of hug, but. You okay? Um, <laughs> you say, get this? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the hug I kind of wanted, but 
yeah. um, your your goal in that. I've never heard somebody else say that. Hmm. You know, yeah. people look at me like that is weird stuff. You yeah. don't want the championship for the trophy. You want it for a hug. Like, do you need a hug? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, living within that moment, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Wow. So you guys have this success. Let's talk about the sacrifice that goes into it, right? You guys are teenagers, mm-hmm. popping, you know, social media, like you got it going. <laughs> you guys champions now. However, it takes a lot of work and sacrifice to gain the success that you have. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I can go first. Um, so maybe what what a lot of people on the outside tend to think is that you sat well you do sacrifice a, a lot physically that, that like that's true mm-hmm. I, i'd say the main thing is just like the mental part like I, I i've sacrificed like so much like mental space um to use for like a winning mindset and like a like a winning mentality like i don't know I, like i almost feel like i'm like psycho or something like that just <laughs> It's just like, I don't know, these past few months. obsessive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It like, these, like these past few months, like, like there's just so much like passion for what I'm doing and um, just sacrificing um, my time, obviously, to go to the gym and um, mm-hmm. like get my mm-hmm. skills right. Um, that, that That's a big part. But mainly I, I've been I've been like trying to work with people and um, just keep my mental right. Um so yeah, I think that's one of the bigger sacrifices I've made is just um, just mental capacity and like trying to um, keep that winning mentality that that led us that led me to help my team to win the the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, dating back to like the summer of the quarantine, like that quarantine summer, I had I had to really set aside like okay there's things I want to do there's things I got to sacrifice but knowing like there's not a lot of gyms open so some people are going to not go to the gym just because they can't find one so Mm -hmm. knowing that I had a gym that I could go to it just knowing I could go there and prepare for the championship is really what I was doing I was preparing to win the championship the whole time to the summer and sacrificing you know whatever I could do at home I don't know why people didn't go to the gym if they could but um watching Netflix or just being lazy at times, you know, just to go to the gym, work out, you know, read, do yoga, do whatever I can just to, just to win and sacrificing. There's obviously you got to sacrifice, you know, the parties, there's, you know, there's some TikTok parties on (laughs) (laughs) your mom pushing you to go and everything. (laughs) Oh, Jared, you want to (laughs) come? No, mom, I can't. (laughs) In the gym, mom. (laughs) Yeah, you got to sacrifice all that, the parties, but being virtual online for the um, for the school year, it actually, it helped a lot because I was able mm-hmm. to have way more time mm-hmm. doing workouts and I could do workouts, I could do my school on the way to a workout. Mm-hmm. So just sacrificing that time that I could be doing anything, whether it's hang out with friends, go to a party, go in swimming, just to know that I could go to the gym meant everything to me, so that really will push me knowing that we can win the championship yeah i like that time management i hear that right other kids listening out here <laughs> they have to manage their time i i can still very much improve on that um, <laughs> we all we always can improve uh-huh. right it's work in progress so what's next you have a championship 
What's next? What's on that goal sheet? Um, for me, obviously my end goal is to um play a division one sport and go to a great school and honestly just make my parents proud. Um, they my parents have sacrificed so much for me. And I just wanna I'd say obviously to win another championship. Mm-hmm. Um some more championships, maybe a basketball one too. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, just just making my parents proud by going to like a great school um, on a scholarship for four years is probably my my number my number one goal. Like I can I can go more detailed into like specific lacrosse goals, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there wouldn't really understand <laughs> what 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 this stuff is. So um, so yeah, I want to. I'd say my number one school right now is to go to uh, Duke. I want to go to Duke University. With your mental and live in your moment. We've already signed that Duke jersey, so it's happening. Yeah, yeah. did do that. I manifested that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) One thing that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'd be really interested in, um, like, like getting recruited to play uh, Division One lacrosse. And then like walking on on the basketball team and like, yes, yes, remember that. Like having fun with the basketball team and this like. Like, I don't like not to like care if I like start or whatever, just like to have fun and stuff like that. So yes. that would, that, that would does be that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would, Are you okay with Shire? Yes, I am. I, okay. I just saw that. I actually met him when I went to a, a, a camp at Duke like t- two summers ago. I met Coach Shire and um, I also met Coach Schmidt and um, Coach K. So nice. that, was, that was really cool. Okay. All right. So we'll go ahead and plan a, a trip to North Carolina in a couple of years. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, what's next for me? Um, right now, right under the CIF championship is the Peace Jam. I want to win Peace Jam at the OBL. Oh. So okay. that's immediately right now I want to get – We I think we have a great team. I think our team's elite. Um, we got Jalen Lewis. We got Kylan, Dusty. So uh, we got a lot of players, so it's definitely possible. But that's that's my number one goal right now. And then uh, obviously I want to go back to back rings. Um, I yes. feel like this year we didn't we didn't get the state championship, so people are gonna say like, oh, the team from NorCal could have won. But right. so I need the I need the state championship ring. So solidify it'll everything. Be, it'll, be in, uh, it'll be in my hometown. It'll be in Sacramento for the state championship. Oh, game. that's right. Oh, yeah, so that's right. That should be fun to win you know, have everyone come out that I know out there. So that's what's next right now for me. Um, I want to get invited to all those camps, like the Elite 100 and stuff, the Top 100. I don't know if they're doing it this year because COVID or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's those are the next things I want to do, just make those teams and do those camps. Love it. And long-term goal? Long-term? Um Unique. Offers a start to come. Yeah, that's long term. Long term right now is for sure the league. Um, okay. That's all in God's plan. Just hoping, praying that happens. But um, college, you know, uh, that's going to be a difficult decision for sure. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, don't really know what's uh, what's going to happen for college, but just hoping for the best fit. And uh, that's it. Anything that happens. That is it. Well, you still have two more years to watch those offers roll in. Yeah. And make a decision from there. Yeah. both of y'all so we got nothing but time yeah so before we get into unlacing you guys for the kids that are sitting at home right now and they're like man i want to be like trent like i like to play soccer and basketball how can i be like trent or like jerry like i want to shoot like jared 
Like I want a championship. I want to be able to play in front of Drake. <laughs> what are some words of wisdom that you can give them? Because now you, you guys have become the mentors. People are looking up to you, right? So what are those words of wisdom that you, that you give the youngins? Um, I, can, I can go first. One piece of advice I can give is just to never give up. Like, I know, I know like everyone says that, but like, it's just like, there, there's going to be so many like battles and so many like rocky moments where you just want to give up and you think you're not going to make it or things aren't going to work out. But like, truly like God does have your back and just keep, keep going at what you're doing at giving 110% effort. Um, just stay in the gym. Like, like you said, you have to sacrifice a lot of things to, to be great at what you do. And, um, and yeah, that, that that's pretty much like my number one piece of advice mm-hmm. I can give. Yep. Yep. Um, for me, it, it's going to, yeah, it obviously it's going to sound cliche or whatever, but you have to keep working. Like it, no matter mm-hmm. what happens, like even if it's your senior year or whatever, you can't stop. Like as long as you're, if your main goal is to get a division one scholarship and you have until your senior year, why would you stop mm-hmm. your sophomore year when you, mm-hmm. just you're not starting on varsity or just cause even on, if you're a junior and you're not starting on varsity, you got to keep going. Um, you know, I developed a work ethic kind of at my ABA year. I feel like mm-hmm. that's where I started mm-hmm. to really know that I need to work hard to achieve my goals. So working hard, staying in the having a great support system around you that just wants you to succeed just keep working like it sounds so cliche but you have to just keep working hard and just staying in the gym and doing what you do absolutely yeah and there's one more there's one more thing I want to add on to what I was saying um another another big one I think is to just like never be satisfied you can reach a goal um and you're like okay great like like I, I made it like that. That's it. Like, no, there, there's really, there's a lot more. There's a lot right. more to do. There's a lot more work to get done. So I just say like, understand that. Yes. You you've, you've won at what, what, what your, what your goal was or achievement, but there's, there's always something next to, to work for and to just never, never be satisfied because that's when people are going to start climbing above you. Mm-hmm. Um, once you, mm-hmm. once you get to that point where you feel like, where no like no one else can 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 reach you absolutely great words great words i know if i was still a youngin i'd be like i need to look up to jared trent because they got the magic sauce they're doing something right (laughs) i might look up to your mom just a little bit too i do look up to gina girl yeah y'all would definitely be on the list all right you want to unlace them let's unlace y'all all All right here at unlace project we like to after we unlaced your story, we like to pinpoint it back to a, a shoe and a, a shoe story that kind of describes where you are right now and, and who you are. Ooh. Your shoe isn't like one of the, the main go-getters, but the significance I think is going to be cool. So your shoe is the Jordan 6 um, black infrared. Man. Yeah, black infrared, because that's the first yeah. shoe Michael Jordan won his, uh, the, the first shoe, the first championship Michael Jordan got wearing that shoe. So y'all, the first of many championships, right? you guys have just begun. All right. So keep grinding. This is the right. shoe that got him, got him there. Keep grinding. Yep. That's right. The crazy greatness. Shoe. That's elite. That I might know. be the original one right there. Do you guys have that yeah. shoe? 
I know. I see cracking and stuff. That's that's <laughs> yeah. That that yeah, might be the actual shoe. Yeah. yeah, that looks od. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for taking time. Um, because time is of the essence, and it's one crucial thing that you can give people is your time. So we thank you. Thank you. Um, and we it. we wish you guys well going forward. Keep pushing forward. That hard work, the consistency, the determination that it's going to take to accomplish the rest of your goals. Thank right. You. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. Appreciate you guys. I'm proud the- of you. Sure. I had a great time today. And we are Thank proud you. of you. If you need anything, you know where we at. Yeah. We'll we can't up. wait to get back in gyms and start screaming for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we are proud of you I'm from just- afar right now. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll catch you guys back on the court and or the field. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Bye. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Unlaced Project. Thank you for listening to this episode. Talk soon.